Hello, 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 and welcome back to Blush You, the podcast where you get to tell us our juiciest stories and we get to dish on them. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm Callie, your co-host, and of course, I'm here with my girl, Elise. Hi. Hi. It's just us two today. Just us two. I know. Back to the OGs. We had Back to, to the basics. Yeah, it's been a little crazy. Life has been a little... <laughs> A little crazy, okay? <laughs> That's an understatement. We took a recording break not out of like boredom or laziness or needing a break. We took it out of like vegan absolute crisis mode. <laughs> yeah, absolute necessity. Um, so there's that. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first with your sparkle or do you want me to take I it? mean, the, today might be the first tear shed on Blush You because I oh. just can't keep my shit together. But no, I wouldn't expect you to keep it together, honestly. So. Um, yeah, I'm not I don't think I'm like there to go into like details yet. Um but it I'll get there one day. But my sparkle today, I was really thinking hard about it because I'm kind of in that like realm and that space where like everything sucks and you just hate every, like anyone, like we had some guy come over to drop off a table this morning and I literally was like, I want to hurt you. Like there for no reason. He was like a nice man named Randy and we're like, I hate Randy and I don't know why. (laughs) But my sparkle's about Callie. Oh, no. I know. I, I like, can't even. It's just really beautiful how our relationship has evolved. Because when I first started Blush, I, like, knew of Callie. But, like, we didn't have much of a relationship beyond just, like, I knew of you and, like, our brothers had, you know, been acquaintances in high school. But I have uh, the past three weeks. I, has it been three weeks, two weeks, three weeks? I don't even know. I think it's been a year. <laughs> I, think, I think the past two weeks have been a yeah. year. Yeah. The past year in two weeks form have literally been like a fucking nightmare and probably the hardest thing that I have ever had to go through in my entire life. And like, I don't say this, like I say this from the bottom of my heart, but I would not be able to have gotten through the past two weeks without Callie. Like Callie has been my rock, my person who I've texted at, I don't know, fucking midnight, 6 a.m. Okay, Pacific time is two hours earlier and you always freak out. I'm like, yeah, it's 10 p.m. I'm not (sighs) asleep. I'm not 65 years old. I know, but it's just, you know, it's even when you're like, horrible circumstances are placed at your front door and you're kind of like at a loss where you can't even like think for yourself just to have someone who gets you, who cares about you, who's there to process with you, who's not going to judge you, who's going to support you, like truly makes all the difference. And I am envisioning like how these past two weeks were to have gone without Callie and like I can't even fathom. So like all my appreciation and sparkle goes to Callie because I just like love you with my whole heart. And like, I would not have been able to survive this fucking shit storm without you. No, I'm so happy you feel that way. There were so many times the past two weeks where like, you know, what a friend's in crisis and you're like, okay, I'm just going to like 
be real. I'm not even going to do the whole, like, you know when it's so bad that you can't even afford to be like, whatever you think is fine or yeah. whatever you're yeah. feeling is fine. It's like, we're past that. Okay. Yeah. Like <clears throat> we need, like we're in crisis mode. So you yeah. just have to be honest or else they're going to smell it and say, and say it. Because Which you know what? So bad. Like everybody it's, it's wild to, you know, even your closest people, like the way they respond to you in heartbreaking crisis is like, has been so frustrating for me. Like, I'm just like, I literally have felt like even Carl, I'm like, you don't even know what I need right now. So to have like, like Callie's like my work wife, like to have you just be like, you know, me so well to know exactly what I need to hear, to calm me the fuck down, to make me feel like it's going to be okay to support me, to validate me, to reassure me, like, and to have that, like, to not have that and have to go through what I've had to go through, I like can't even, I like would be at a, I'm not okay. And like, I would be so much more not okay if I didn't have you, you know? So I just really appreciate you. I love you. I'm here. I'm tearing up. I, I know. You. I was so tearing up too. It's fine. It's fine. I just have something in my eye. <laughs> I'm, I, I love hearing that only because I feel like it is, and I'm sure people understand what I'm about to say, but it's such a risk to be right there in the trenches with someone when they're going through it. Because if you say something insensitive oh. or triggering or anything, you just have the profound like power to make it worse. Yeah, that's and, so like, true. You have to, it's such a big responsibility. And don't get me wrong. I wanted to take it and I was honored to even have it. But like, I'm so grateful that you feel that way because it's not that I was in my head the whole time, but I was like, tread lightly, girl. Like, remember <laughs> you tend to like fight fire with fire and like one misstep and you could send her spiraling. And that's the last thing she needs right now. So yeah. just be honest though, because people can feel when you're just blowing hot air up their skirt. Like the, like the, the standard, like Google, like what do I, how do I respond when someone's in crisis? Like people saying those things that Google would pop up as they're literally infuriating You because you're already just like, Ugh! but yeah. one thing you're right. One thing can literally like, it's like the off. last thing I need is someone treating me like I'm a Hallmark card. Okay. Like I'm a human Amen. being. Be real with me, please. Like don't tiptoe around me. I'm not so fragile that I'll break, but like I'm fragile and I also might break. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to walk a very fine line. And I feel like you have, you get like an Olympic gold medal for walking that fine line and supporting me through crisis. So a round of applause for Callie, because truly like I, I can, even Carl has been like, I feel like I need to like write Callie a thank you card. Like we love Callie in this household. We're like, thank God for Callie. Like it's for real though. He's like, oh, I, you know, all of the things that Carl lacks, he's like, Callie picks up the slack for me and I'm so appreciative. We can't be all things. We, <clears throat> we can't be all things. You needed some big eight energy oh this God. week anyway. Carl's also an eight. My husband is an eight. My mother is an eight. My brother is an eight. I have eights everywhere I go. Emily has an eight wing. We found out and you need that energy sometimes yeah. big time to like, just like take control and be like, you know, mm -hmm. I've got this. So Carl, I know that you <laughs> had it under control. Okay. What's your sparkle? Yeah. So like, 
I was thinking about it and I just feel like in my life right now, pretty much everyone is either at their lowest of lows. Like it's, it's weird. Like no one is doing well right now, except for the handful that are having like the best moment of their actual lives. Like there's no in between. It's either I am barely surviving or it's how is everything working out? And I'm like, well, maybe you're taking all the wins from everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I know that these things are not mutually exclusive, but it has been funny to be like, could you just give some good luck to other people? Um, So, and (laughs) honestly, I've kind of been in between. Like, I can't say that I'm at my lowest of lows anymore. Maybe when I was on my meds and I'm still on them, by the way, but we have adjusted. We are fine. Hallelujah. I am. Thank God. So I'm out of the woods with that. And I can't really say that things are like, I can't say I'm killing it, but I can't say that things are horrible. But at the same time, when people in your life are just going through it, it can be triggering. I was also nervous this week because, you know, we got some pretty big, um, answers with the verdict. So I don't, I'm sure everyone and their mother hopefully was watching the trial. And it was just like, I just didn't think that this country could survive another blow like that. Like if we didn't get, sorry, I don't even care if people think this is political. It's freaking not like we saw the video. This is not political. Yeah. Um, this is just, like humanity. Um, so I was just like on edge about that and obviously relieved, but still also like, why am I so relieved? Like that was, that was obvious. Like, what, yeah. is this where we're at? And then, oh, and then I am adopting a 15 year old senior <laughs> cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, not totally by choice. <laughs> so, I mean, the poor cat was going to not be with us anymore. So I was like, okay, give him to me. It's fine. I will take him. So now I'm going to have three cats, which is a vibe. I can't say I was really gunning for. So I am the reluctantly proud parent to three cats. So I just had, I just had the best idea for a Christmas gift for you. And I'm very excited about it. If it's anything about being a cat lady, I'm going to be not humor <laughs> those jokes i am i am it's fine he's fine uh, so i have found that whenever i'm feeling a little out of control which i feel like those three things like friends feeling really crappy you know america on the edge of its uh, her seat and then you know being gifted the gift of a cranky senior cat and then of course it's like one of the first weeks i felt normal in a while it's it's triggering for someone who always likes to feel like she's in control. So may I introduce you to gardening? <laughs> gardening makes you feel in control. Gardening is dirt and miracle grow and maybe a very small tomato. <laughs> Stop, this is the best infomercial ever. <laughs> you should see my patio. By the way, I live in Los Angeles. I'm like, I'm not like, you know, loaded. So I don't, it's not like we live in like this, like $5 million home with like a big yard and a garden. Like, I hope no one is visualizing that. We we have a patio, which is fully tiled. I tiled it myself, kind of with my husband, but he ended up getting his wisdom tooth out and watched a bunch of Marvel movies. So it was mostly me. And, but for my birthday, he built me like literally, because remember my husband turned into Jesus during the quarantine because long hair and the carpentry. So built me a garden. (laughs) 
sorry, I had to cough because I'm just so overwhelmed. And so I'm growing rosemary and basil mm. and I have oregano and sage and I have peppers. Oh. Hopefully we'll make some spicy margaritas. What else do I have? I have a lemon do have, tree. Do you have lavender? No, but we have lavender. I, ch- I did the landscape. Okay, whoa, backpedal. I chose some of the plants for the landscaping in front of our building and I, it's Ooh. like basically all lavender. It's love, gorgeous. love. Um, what else? No, obviously the tomatoes, very pumped about the tomatoes. I can't think of what else, but basically any herb you can think of I'm growing. And I go out like five times a day on the patio and just look at my garden. And I'm like, I am in control of you, even though we all know I'm not, (laughs) but the illusion has been comforting. So I guess my sparkle is like, whenever shit feels out of control, like I don't know. Maybe I know in California, it's easier to like get away with having a garden because like it's fertile 24 seven out here with like the sunshine and the good weather. But I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe knitting like something that gives you some sense of like, I work and then I get results. Yes. I love There's like that. nothing better than that. I know. I'm like literally going to go on my Amazon account and be like, Gardening and knitting supplies enter because your girl needs some fucking control. Yes. It is like the most gorgeous illusion ever. I'm so for it. Even though everyone in the building makes fun of me for my stupid tomato plant that literally looks like, what is like James and giant beanstalk or whatever? Is that what it is? Yes. James and the giant peach, something in the beanstalk. I don't know. Garden stories colliding here, (gasps) but it's like this tomato plant is huge. I love it. It's massive. It's like taller than me. And it probably yields like one tomato. So that's so great. I love it. Y'all's patio is impressive. When you sent me that picture, I was like, damn, you guys did that all on your own. Like that's like some HGTV shit. Oh yeah, girl. We're building like a fireplace now. I mean, that's the thing when you don't have a million dollars, you just have to like go to Home Depot and be like, (laughs) I want it to look like I have a million dollars. (laughs) Take it into your own hands. Well, with YouTube nowadays, like, I mean, Andrew's good at measuring stuff, so I don't do that, but like, it's not hard to just like, I don't know, get your hands dirty and just like follow instructions from YouTube. Like anyone can do this stuff. Not trying to diminish contractors and home builders and all of that, (laughs) because I get it, but it's really like about perfection and the time at the end of it. So like, it's going to take us 10 times longer and it's not going to look totally perfect, but like, you know, my phrase, it's good enough. Yeah. And it's, I feel like it's, you know, like when you get money versus like you earn money, like it's it's so much different. So I feel like when you like have something done versus like you do it yourself and you get to stare at it every day and you're like, I fucking did that. You know, like- That's so true. That's so true. We in our kitchen, we had someone do our kitchen, but we didn't have them do the hood because it was going to cost, they like don't do custom hoods. And I was like, okay, buy the metal thing that flops down, whatever. And you're just like, no. So he built a custom hood. And what do you think happens when when the people want a tour? I'm like, we built the hood. Andrew built the hood. See the hood? And they're like, oh, I love this marble. I'm like, fuck the marble. Look at at the hood. hood. Look at the kitchen hood. Stop. That's so good. I love it. I love it. (laughs) They're like, okay, yeah, it's a great hood. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. So before this turns into Chip and Joanna Gaines, which I will never forgive them for all of the shiplap that they have thrust upon this world. I know. Let's get into today's. Okay. Okay. Should I just get into it and start reading? It's kind of a shorter submission, but it's a good one. I'm very excited because yeah. I feel like a lot After of people. Last, last time was like, like 
feel like I it was like five minute long. So I was weird. literally wind. I, I was winded after last time. I had to like have a minute to catch my breath. So yeah. this will be good because my throat's a little scratchy. So also apologize if I'm hacking up after. Um, okay, let's just get into it. Hey, ladies, I am a fairly longtime client client of Blush, and I'm obsessed with the podcast. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I'm going through what I've decided to call a transformative time, but could also be referred to as a shit pile. I am a mom of a beautiful child and an entrepreneur. Recently, my job has become extremely unstable. I've had to complete a lot of specialized education in order to have my current job, and I may have to start over and find something else. This is completely out of my control. I have no idea what interests me. The other big thing going on in my life is that my partner and I have been unhappy for a long time. However, I do not know how to leave the relationship. Due to finances and co-parenting, it just feels so impossible, especially since we are living together. I want to be happy. But the effort, time, and money I've put into this relationship is huge. And he is also not in a financial position to help me with my upcoming job loss. Due to the unemployment rules here in Canada, I will likely not qualify for employment insurance benefits due to being self-employed. So there's a huge financial stress right now. Please send positive vibes and some help to someone who in many ways is going through a transformative time. Thanks. From Shitpile Soldier. I love you, Shitpile Soldier. I want to be in your club. Can I join? Before the, before we recorded this, Elise was like, Shitpile, why does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I already am the president of this club and just don't know it. Yes. Okay, so Shitpile Soldier. As usual, I've got a bunch of thoughts and none of them go together. So let's start with my, okay, let's start with the first one. So there's just one sentence in here that tells me everything I need to know about you, what your priorities are, what you need, what you want. You literally write down, I want to be happy. Mm. Okay, great. So that's the goal, which by the way, is not everyone's goal. And I'm sure y'all know what I'm talking about. There are plenty of people that you come across and it's like, that's not your goal at all. Your goal maybe is to be miserable. I don't know. So your goal is to be happy. Fantastic. What a great goal here to support it. It sounds like you being in this romantic relationship is not going to meet that goal. That's okay. You might be in a relationship with someone and obviously it sounds like he's, you know, the, or the partner. Let me see. Okay. So could be woman, man, doesn't matter. But this person is raising your child with you. Mm -hmm. They might be a really good person. Like there's nothing in this that says that this person isn't a good person. But that, but it doesn't mean that they're for you. And I need you to know that within our life, like nothing lives in a vacuum, which means if you're really not happy with your romantic relationship, especially, you know, if you're working from home, if everyone's working from home right now, it's just constant. You're in a like you don't have a shot in hell to mm -hmm. figure out your next step or to be happy with your career or have clarity as to what's next. Like 
I guarantee you there is so much mental energy going towards how to fix or how to survive or how to ignore or how to avoid this relationship that the idea that you're going to have enough brain power to figure out your next step in your career, like that's crazy to me. Not that you're crazy, but it's crazy to me that people don't realize how much they're putting on themselves. Like I would imagine it would take pretty much all of your brain power except for the, you know, obviously the bit that you're leaving for your amazing child to go towards fig like the creative process that it takes to figure out what's next. Like that in itself is a huge task, mm -hmm. but then you're sitting here saying, you know, but we've been unhappy and my goal is to be happy. Mm -hmm. So that's like what I really want to hone in on. The funny thing is I'm like, Elise kind of jotted down her tips before we started. And I'm seeing that she's focusing more on the career part, which I think is awesome. So we're going to tag team this and yes. kind of come at it from both angles. So with that being said, Elise, talk yes. to me. And my washing machine just went off and my dog is snoring. So like, give me some I can't time. hear anything. I think okay. we're, we're all good. This okay. Is I'm like sitting here, like, this is very on brand for my life right now. <laughs> we're in shambles, but we're fucking soldiering on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Shitstorm soldier. We're with you. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> my first thought was that I feel like when you talk about like a transformative time, you're like, wow, like everybody kind of wants a transformative time, right? Like that resembles like growth and, you know, change and excitement and, you know, transformation for the best, you know, and, but usually transformation feels like a pile of shit when you're in it. Like rarely do you ever, if ever find the meaning and purpose when you're in the trenches of it. So I just wanted to start out by saying like, you know, if you feel like this is supposed to be like a great transition in your life and you're, you know, graduating to the next season of life, but it feels like it's hard and shitty. Like that's because usually it's hard and shitty. Will you be honest with me? Yeah. Have you started our book club book yet? Um, no. Have I, okay. even, have I brushed my teeth in the past two days? Have I washed my hair in two weeks? Fuck no. I am literally. Okay. I figured, on. but, and this is not to shame you at all, but the first, like, so we're reading, um, how to do the work by yes. Dr. Nicole LaPera. Yes. Maybe also I got that right. I think I got that right the holistic psychologist. Yeah. The holistic psychologist on Instagram. Anyway, her intro. And I think the first chapter is basically what Elise just said. So like Elise <gasps> is a genius. Um, but it's, so I just wanted to reiterate that like, this is and Elise is always right, but this is like, I just want to bold italic underline that because that's exactly what she's talking about. She's like, this, everyone thinks that it like happens on a beach or it happens in like a little retreat in the middle of nowhere. That's like cute and quaint, or like you have an epiphany on like a vacation. And it's like, that's not what this looks like. Like that's cute that we've all decided that's what this looks like, but it's not, it's ugly and hard and gross and painful. So that like, just wanted to put that in there. Yeah. Well, thank you for the compliment because like, I'm not a psychologist, but the fact that we just had a parallel thought makes me feel really cool. So I'm going to take that and run with it. You should. Um, okay. Second of all, in reading this, I, you know, I like to pick up on themes, whether it's like my clients are talking and I can identify themes and like, you know, you have some sort of like cycle with work, but then that's also showing up in like your relationship or whatever. So I think the theme that I got in reading this submission is 
the theme of feeling like you have to start over and find something else, right? Like feeling like you have, you've worked so hard. You've put so much work into your career. You had higher education. You've been there. You've, you know, made roots there. And then you're having to face this cliff of like, okay, I have to start over and find something else. Right. And feeling you know, the gap of like, okay, I had this job that I loved and it was working and I was feeling good. And then like, that's taken away. And then you have to find something else to maybe like fill that void or whatever. Like that's a really big undertaking. Like, I feel like that's a huge, that's, that's a lot of the times in relationships too, right? Like when you break up, you don't actually like miss that person. You just miss having someone to talk to and to call and to have like that void that you want to fill. So I feel like that theme of starting over and finding something else at work, but also in your relationship. So I feel like that could be absolutely overwhelming to be like, okay, I'm basically starting at ground zero here and I need to, you know, I'm recognize. I mean, she's recognized that like work is not working and her relationship is not working. Those are two huge pillars of life. Like that's like the glue. I mean, those are huge things in life. So to have them be happening at the same time, like no wonder you're losing your shit about it. Like, of course. Burn it down. Yeah. Burn it all down. Ah, burn it down. Because she's right. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, y'all, I am so basic and I don't even care who cringes right now, but there's this sex in the city episode. <laughs> I'm going there. I love and it's it. like, why can't I ever have a boyfriend, a job, and an apartment at the same time. Everyone in New York is looking for all three. And it's like so cringy, but it's so true. It's like, I, I feel like being an adult, it's like, we want a stable partner. We want a stable job. And we want like a home that we're like, that's stable and that we're comfortable with. Yes. Which you just brought me to my next point is sometimes we value stability mm -hmm. and like our perception of control over our lives versus happiness. And I think mm -hmm. again, you know, Callie mentioned like she made her choice. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, if you're someone who values stability over happiness, that's fine. But it sounds like this is someone who values happiness over, you know, maybe other values, which it's that pull between, between like, you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, I find that so interesting. A lot of people think that stability equals happiness. And for a lot of people, that's true. Like mm -hmm. I can think of so many people in my life where it's like if they did not have the the easy stability that they have, their life would feel completely uprooted. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I find sometimes when I have too much stability, I get bored. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like ugh, I just feel so like ugh, stagnant. Like there's nothing, there's no excitement. There's no drama, you know, like, come on, what's next? Um, she made her choice. Like she, I have been up unhappy for a long time. I want to be happy. Like if I could just boil down this letter into that, I understand there are so many things outside of your control. Unfortunately, these two ladies talking to you right now know that up close and personal. So yes. I am not trying to diminish your individual struggles right now. It sounds like a bitch. Once again, we have, and like Canada, I feel like for the most part, like the United States has been like kind of peeking over the fence and being like, y'all seem to be doing okay over there. You know? and we're like, can you help us? Yeah. Um, and like the fact that once again, this has been a theme is that our structures and systems that I personally believe we're supposed to be able to feel like they have our back. Mm-hmm 
are letting us down. Like, oh my God. I don't understand why this whole narrative of having a safety net means you're weak. Like yeah. that's not, I just, I, I could not disagree with that more. So I'm frustrated that you mentioned that in your letter, because again, I don't make the rules. And if we did life would, I promise you life would be so much easier to be like, you had a rough week. Here's a hundred dollars. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> Like, girl, go to the grocery store. It's fine. So I like, that's just where I personally align and it bums me out, but I don't want you to let that hold you back from still taking a huge risk because I do think you're going to land on your feet, but you're not going to do it. If you don't let other people support you, we talked about this on another podcast. I am the queen of acting like I have it all together. And I hope not in like a cringy way, but it probably is sometimes like, I just can't help it. I hate the idea of other people feeling sorry for me. Like it's the most uncomfortable feeling in the world for me. And I had to go there and it was not fun, but it was worth it because I was taken care of. I bounced back and like my little blip is nothing compared to what you're going through right now, but I've had bigger blips mm-hmm. <laughs> where I've had to do this. That wasn't the first time I've had to do this. So my advice big time is you need to be very vocal with people who do have it within their power to help. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, family that has a roof that's going to let you temporarily move in. I'm I'm down for it. Friends, like it sounds like you just need to get out of this system and environment is such an important part of that. You know, like I, I brought this up the whole, you know, whenever, when anyone's in recovery, one of the biggest things that, you know, counselors and advisors tell you is don't go back to the same environment in which you were using, because that's the most triggering thing for you. It, it's the same in so many different situations. So if you are just feeling stuck and like, you can't do anything, I'm telling you, get out. If not just for a week, just to like see a different perspective. Totally. I think your environment is huge. Like I can't, I mean, we moved into our new house and I'm like, thank God. Thank God. They painted their walls like a bright white. uh, I mean, it just looks like a sanctuary. Don't get me wrong. I've never seen it. I've just seen photos. (laughs) It's, it makes all the difference. It really does to just like, I mean, I can't imagine having to go through what we've faced the past two weeks around, like with people's eyes, just like staring at, you know, like, (gasps) but anyways, um, I also want to, I agree with Callie completely. And I think also, you know, like I thought of that movie, the pursuit of happiness. Um, and I just think that that movie is so like, so applicable here because like, the pursuit of happiness always involves risk. Like Will Smith had to risk so many things all the time throughout the movie, faced hardships, had to sleep in a bathroom in the subway with his son. Like there was so much risk that had to go into his pursuit of happiness. And I feel like that relates to all of us. And, you know, you have to know Shitstorm soldier that, in your pursuit of happiness, it's going to come with risk and it's going to come with the unknown, especially if you're someone who really values that perception of control and having, you know, some roots in control in your life. Like you're going, this transformative stage is just the beginning. Like you're, you're entering an era where you, it's going to be really hard and it's going to involve a lot of risk, a lot of hardship, a lot of unknown, but there is light 
at the end of the tunnel, right? This, the, keep your eye on what's on the horizon, even if it's not tangible right now. Like that's, I mean, I know she kind of asked for like positive vibes and I feel like that's really like how my mind works when I'm in the trenches of really shitty things. You know, even if you can't imagine or touch or, you know, envision good things on the horizon, just know that they're there. Know that all of the hard shit that you're working through right now, it pays off eventually. It really does. And I, I mean, if you take a step forward though, totally, you have to take that risk. Like, right. You know, which is why I think that she might actually feel better. It's like what Elise is saying is true. We're, we don't want to paint this picture of if you just make a change, everything will work out. It's like what Elise is saying is sure, but it's going to be hell in between there. Yeah. But I just want to offer one thing, which is, and this is how my mind works, is that at least if I know I'm trying and I'm, I have some forward momentum, I can at least give myself credit for doing something. And that brings self-esteem to me. Like, I'm like, you know what, at least I'm not sitting on the ground waiting for my life to change. Like I'm doing something, I'm taking risks. That's interesting. And that's yeah. courageous. And like, you can wear that as a badge of honor and let that be your momentum through this tougher time. Like at least I did something, you know what I mean? To me, that's going to help. And I think that every time you take action or have that hard conversation or take a risk, you're shifting your system in some way, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you think of family systems theory and like the system of your relationship or the system of your work environment with everybody involved, like everything- Or we're systems. Yeah. I'm a system. You're a system shit pile soldier. (laughs) You're a system. Totally. But when you think of it in that way, like the best visual I had in grad school was like, think of it as like a baby mobile. And like when one animal moves, like the rest of them also move. So like, even if it doesn't feel like you're going out there and curing cancer and making a huge monumental change, like even waking up and communicating how you feel to your partner is a huge shift, right? So like, you don't have to be like, wake up tomorrow and make, you know, huge change if you don't feel like you're there yet, but at least like start somewhere and make little changes or make, I mean, or make a huge change. Either way, things are going to shift, you know, you're not going to stay in the same spot. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking. Okay. So there's a sentence in here that I like have to address because I am obsessed with this whole concept. So she says, so this is (laughs) my two favorite sentences are back to so she says, I want to be happy, but the effort, time, and money I've put into this relationship is huge. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Women are obsessed with return of investment yeah. like, on investment. Like we are obsessed with getting our money back. <laughs> we, we are obsessed with getting our energy and time back. We are obsessed with payoffs because we are brilliant and good investors. But here's the thing. Okay. So I did write a blog post on this that I'm going to plug only because I didn't prepare as much before this podcast and probably should have had the blog post up in front of me, but I didn't. So this is your homework. You can go read, I think it's called how to leave a relationship without feeling guilty, Mm. but it's this whole concept of, I, I give like a bunch of points as to like how to do it, my thoughts on it. One of them big is like, 
if you have respect for your partner, then you should at least want them to be in a relationship with someone who like feels like they're lucky to be in a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Like you obviously deserve that. You know that because you said, I want to be happy, but what about them? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they're not a huge piece of shit. I'm assuming they bring something to the table. Don't you want what's good for them too? Why are you so tied up in the fact that the best thing for both of you and your child, by the way, because I understand, but staying together for the kids, y'all are going to separate at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, and speaking from someone whose parents got divorced when I was 18, 19, it wasn't that much fun then either. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying like, at some point it is going to happen. So just putting that out there. But the other thing is that, you know, there's this concept right with the stock market that once people invest and they see things going down and they probably should sell they they're like no i am not selling and losing any money on this i'm gonna write it out i'm gonna write it out and then at some point it all comes crashing down and holy yikes people lose everything yeah this is this how is this not that i mean you're already going to lose and and when i say lose like you're not actually losing time or money or effort. Like, I think it's a good thing to try before giving up. So Mm -hmm. you can chalk all of the time and money and effort into just making sure, feeling 100% positive and confident in your decision and using that as evidence to say, Mm -hmm. okay, not for me. Mm -hmm. But if you're holding on because you think that you're going to get a return on your investment, yeah, uh uh-uh, you're not. Like, you're not. That's the difference. If you're holding on because, you know, you want a return on your investment and you feel like maybe it was a failure if you end things now and, you know, versus like if you're holding on because you think there's maybe a sliver of hope for salvaging the relationship, those are two totally different things. So I think like thinking on that and really sitting on that and be like, you know, are you already checked out mentally, emotionally, physically? Are you already like fantasizing about what life looks like without your partner? If yes, then like you're past the point of salvaging Mm. anything, you know, and maybe you need to just cut the cord and, you know, with me, like, I think every relationship, every opportunity, I mean, I started out in a field for my career that has absolutely nothing related to what I'm doing now. Like people might look at that and be like, oh, that was a waste of time. But like, I learned how to do expenses. I learned how to have a credit card. Like I learned valuable things that I wouldn't have learned elsewhere. So like, you know, you have to have that. I really think that belief of like everything has purpose, you know, Mm -hmm. and some sort of learning lesson is going to help you navigate through this time for sure. Well, yeah. And it sounds like you possibly got your child out of this relationship too, which I mean that alone, hello, worth it. Yeah. So I don't even think you need to do a bunch of mental gymnastics to get to the point where like, what was the meaning of this? It's like, Mm -hmm. bam, right in front of you. Yeah. Meaning right there. What else do you want? You know? So, um, did we talk about, I'm I'm sitting here looking, (laughs) you guys, we have notes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> notes. Did we talk about personality assessments and all that yet? Yeah, which I know no. is controversial. I had someone text me last night, literally like, I am against personality assessments after that documentary. I'm like, okay, hold on. Yeah. Personality assessments that have wrong answers. Yeah. I'm also against like the big five is like, you're neurotic as fuck. And I'm like, you know what? You know what? Screw off. Yeah. But I love personality assessments that don't have wrong answers. Like the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram and strengths finders and discs. Yeah. Like 
how can you score incorrectly on those? All of them have their strengths and yeah, all of them have their weaknesses, but I don't feel like that's what people focus on as much. It's like, what do you bring to the table? Anyway, I don't know if we even touched on that. These are Elise's tips. I'm just stealing. But I do think that when you find the time and if you're looking for more practical advice, that's where I feel like we get the most inspiration is positive assessments, strengths-based assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, honestly, like reading, listening to podcasts, watching content that really, like, I find it's so interesting to me. I learned so much about myself based on what I gravitate towards in my free time. And people are like, well, I just watch TV. And it's like, okay, well, what TV are you watching? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that is a clue. Like what books are you reading? Like, so Callie, are you going to be a drag queen? <laughs> oh, okay. Like, absolutely. I mean, come on. Drag race is perfect for me because I'm so all good. about people going on and being the best version of themselves, not caring what other people think and being in drag and showing your art to the world is such a risk. I mean, you are opening yourself up just so much vitriol and they're all ambitious, right? In my, in my mind, right? Cause we went over the definition of ambition. Like they are, they just represent all of that. Yes. So Elise is dead on drag race completely shows what I'm interested in. And it's not necessarily makeup or clothes or fat. I mean, fashion, have you met me? Yikes. I <laughs> not put an outfit together to save my life, but like everything else, like, you know, the values yeah. that it's putting into the world. Yes. It absolutely does speak to who I am. That's a great example. Even so though good. I feel like it was a little bit of a joke. <laughs> No, I, Callie, I had never seen it. And then Callie was like, you have to watch. And it's like literally the best, the oh best. Gosh. And the finale is this week. Oh my God. I need to catch up. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I mean, so, so back to kind of the, the point is like, you know, a lot of people try to put themselves down where they're like, well, I don't do anything in my free time. And it's like, okay, but you do. Yeah. And you have to maybe dig deep to figure out what that's signaling to you. Um, and you know, just like I just did with drag race, like that doesn't mean I want to be a fashion designer or makeup artist or like, you know, a singer or an actress. I mean, honestly, drag race is amazing because like it's every reality show wrapped into one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it does mean that I want to be a champion for people who want to find their purpose and their authenticity in this life. And like, hello, I feel yes. like that's what I'm doing right now. I hope that's what I'm doing right now. So your life is a puzzle and it's up to you to put it together in the way that it was meant to be put together. But like, it takes time. Mm-hmm. It's one of those really tough puzzles that takes yeah. like, you know, a long time to put together the mm-hmm. little, with the little, little tiny pieces. Totally. And I think, you know, some tangible, like what your to-do list should be ship pile. What is it? Ship pile soldier. You said shit storm soldier early. And I was like, yeah, basically all of the shit. Okay. I think you just need to take time to really explore like what you want and what your interests are and what's going to bring you happiness. And, you know, like Callie said, I think the best way to do that is exploring who you are and getting some self-awareness and you know there's plenty of like career assessments and don't feel like you're not going to be able to find something that your higher education isn't going to be useful towards right like the options are like limitless you know go out there truity is a great website that has 
um, different assessments. There's like a whole career tab that you can take different career assessments. I remember taking the strong interest inventory, um, in grad school, which is, I think it costs money online, but I think it's like 60 bucks and it's, you know, based on your interests tells you all of the, um, potential careers that might be fitting for you. And so, you know, just start somewhere and just like explore. Start there. My, I mean, my last tidbit though, is I'm going to circle back to what I said in the beginning, which is you're not going to be able, I don't think to face all of this at once. And Mm -hmm. I'm taking, look, I'm taking what you're saying at face value. You didn't provide a ton of detail about this relationship. So forgive me if this is an overstatement, but if you're not happy in this relationship and it's not fulfilling and it's not bringing you energy, I don't really see how you're going to have energy for your child, your relationship and for your career. And and I don't understand why there is a bucket taking energy when like, you know, it's not for you. Mm -hmm. So if you're serious about this, I would say to get in a place where you have the space to explore, where you feel safe and you feel like you can be creative and you're in that headspace that allows you, you know, to be happy, which is your goal. And that might look like moving out and finding a place to say that you can afford or asking friends and family for help. And there's no shame in that. Like Mm -hmm. we have these once in a lifetime lifelines that we cash in. We all do it because we can't live this life alone. I mean, you heard Elise earlier and not, this is not to toot my own horn, but like Elise had to really lean in hard for the past month. And there was not one bit of like, "Mm, you know, like this is a lot. (laughs) Like like, that's not, that's not what people do who love you. They, They recognize that you're struggling and they, they will look at it as an honor and a privilege, just how I did for the past month. Like it was my honor to be able to be that person for Elise. And you have someone in your life who's going to feel that way. So let them, let them. I mean, it brought me a lot of self-esteem and a lot of self-confidence to be there for a friend who needed it. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't just, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously I felt horrible, but I also felt again, honored. So don't, don't let your pride get in the way of doing what's best for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll also say like, it's much scarier looking off the edge of the cliff versus like taking that first jump and flying. And I think she's just been on the edge of the cliff for a long time, for a long time and, and, you know, convincing yourself. I mean, have you ever like maybe gone, I've never gone skydiving because I would literally shit myself hell on the way. no. I would, hell no. Poop myself. Not. I would literally poop my pants on the way down. But you know, like one time I went down a water slide that was like the scariest water slide in Disney world. And I got all the way up there and I literally sat on the edge of that slide and was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. Why am I even here? You know, like second guessing everything. And then I just was like, fuck it. Let's go. And I went and it was like so much fun. And so I feel like you're just been at the edge of the cliff for a really long time and you just got to like use those wings and take flight, sis. And let people catch you. Yes. Yes. Let people catch you, please. Uh, okay. We'll leave it at that. I feel like we've given you more than enough to chew on, which by the way, can I just note that she started this out by saying she was a longtime client, which is so amazing Mm -hmm. that she is a client, but she was also like, let me get more help and more support through the podcast. Like 
Yes. So if you're a current client and you want to write in, like, please, Do it. I would, I so encourage that. Um, and you can write into bless you at joinblush.com. And if you also want to join the ranks of shit pile, shit storm soldier, you can use promo code bless you all caps, please for 25% off your first month. So yeah. we would freaking love to have you. Um, this was good. This was really good. I think, I think I'm excited for her. Honestly, I'm, yeah. I'm genuinely excited and I'm glad that when you take this first step off the cliff, you're going to have your blush coach to hold your hand. Yes. That's like, I love that we're not sending someone out into the wilderness and be like, bye, you make good choices. <laughs> like, I love that she's with us. And so we can like be there for her during this journey too. That totally. makes me really happy. You can't um, do life on your own. You really can't. I mean, it's just, life is hard. And so you need people that are going to lift you up and tell you that you can keep going when you feel like you can't. Yeah. You can keep going, even though you feel like you can't. Yeah. Thank, go. thank you. Okay, <laughs> okay guys. Uh, we will be back hopefully soon with ideally more guests. We've got some cool guests coming up, even mm -hmm. though today was just us. So we've got some cool guests down the way. We're going to have a career episode soon, which I'm really excited about. So stay tuned and um, everyone be sure to watch Drag Race so they can talk to me about the finale results, okay? It's so good. We love you and we will. Okay, bye everyone. Bye.